Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them, a weekly podcast hosted by Stacy Jones, the CEO and founder of Los Angeles Entertainment Marketing Agency, Hollywood Brandon. Join Stacy and learn from her 20 years of experience as she shares top-notch advice on marketing best practices for brands and walks you through how to leverage entertainment content and influencer partnerships to increase your brand's overall consumer engagement and most importantly, your sales. And now, here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones, and today I'm going to talk to you about Oscar brand moments from the 90th Academy Awards and how a few brands won some major global exposure. In 2014, the biggest brand moment of the Oscars was Samsung's shining moment in Ellen DeGeneres' hand when she broke the internet with the largest followed social post ever at that time at least. That same year, Lupita Nyong'o helped sell out overnight Clarence Hydroquench Moisture Replenishing Lip Balm when she shared what was inside her purse on screen. And then Starline Tours in 2017 had a headline role when a tour bus stopped at the show for a brand appearance, which I bet had many people sign up for a tour again this year on Oscars night, just in case the stunt was repeated. And this year, the big winner is Kawasaki's Jet Ski, which took the Oscars by storm in its game show-esque front-and-center and tongue-in-cheek primetime product placement that was seen around the world, despite the fact that the 90th Academy Awards averaged only 26.5 million viewers in the U.S., with only 8% or so million adults aged 18 to 49 tuning in, which resulted in the lowest viewership ever in the history of the awards, with a 24% drop in audience over last year. In a moment that seemed to many viewers a massive paid product placement, which I really doubt was paid, as I think it was likely all relationship-based and luck, Kawasaki's jet ski got more love than any brand historically has in the Oscars telecast. At the opening, Jimmy Kimmel announces that whoever gives the shortest speech tonight, and then lobs it over and says, Johnny, tell them what they will win. And Johnny responds, it's a brand new jet ski. And there, front and center, stands... Helen Mirren acting like Vanna White and showcasing the Kawasaki jet ski on stage, complete with a $17,999 price tag attached. And the winner of that jet ski, after all the speeches were made, costume designer Mark Bridges, whose speech was 35 seconds long. At the end of the show, he was seen riding out on top of the Kawasaki jet ski he just won with Helen Mirren. That's quite the moment. At the beginning of the show, Kimmel went on to say, Why waste precious time thanking your mom when you could be taking her for the ride of her life on a brand new jet ski? This is not a joke. I will be timing you. I have a stopwatch. And then during a commercial break, TV screens in the Dolby Theater kept the audience up to date on the rules to win that jet ski, which resulted in mentions for the jet ski in several speeches. It truly doesn't get much better than that. How jealous must Walmart be as they likely paid over $10 million for their advertising and celebrity endorsement moments? So why would I think Kawasaki Jet Ski didn't pay? Did you see any commercials for the brand? No? Well, that's why. If it had been an ABC-coordinated paid placement, they would have required TV ad buys to support it as well, in the millions of dollars. So that's why it's more likely that it was a complete relationship opportunity. Jimmy Kimmel and team thought up the idea of the jet ski as a stunt. Someone said, who do we know at any sort of jet ski seller? Someone reached out to Kawasaki. Maybe they had a relationship there already. Maybe they didn't, and it was just a picking up the phone and calling. And Kawasaki said, sure, I'll donate a jet ski. No problem. 
Besides reminding everyone of the rules to win, the shortest speech requirements, including the total of a group speech, the TV screens also let people know that the clock begins when the winners receive microphones and ends at their last word. And it also let the audience at the Dolby Theater know the retail value of the Kawasaki Jet Ski Ultra 310 LX was $17,999, which they had announced on the air and shown, and that the winner would be responsible for all taxes on it, up to 30% for foreign winners and the tax bracket of the U.S. winner, which likely starts around 35% with this crowd. This is the reason, by the way, that there's no official Oscar gift bag anymore. The IRS was requiring that all nominees who received the gift bag pay taxes on it. And when the inflated gift bag was worth over $250,000 potentially, that was a lot of tax for items one might not actually want and that typically ended up with strangers or your assistant. And then, to sweeten the pot, so to speak, Jimmy Kimmel announced that they were throwing in a trip to Days In to the winner of the jet ski in order to keep those Oscar speeches even shorter. The on-the-lake experience certainly makes sense tied with the jet ski and the idea that you'd be on a lake and pooling around on your jet ski, but the caliber of the hotel, Days In, is definitely more motel in feel than five-star Oscar celebrity caliber, and it falls very short from any location anyone in the Oscars audience would typically even consider staying at. And the oddball feel of the whole thing screams that it wasn't a paid marketing effort, but more so a joke in the line of satire. The thing is, it gets stranger still. If Kimmel was planning on poking fun at a motel brand and giving it a moment to shine in the Oscar sun, then why didn't the show use one of the Marriott properties instead, as they are the official hotel partner? Days In is part of the Wyndham Hotel Group. The hotel partnership sponsorship callout was added at the end of the show, so it does stand out that there was not a fit here. Wyndham Worldwide consists of the following brands, Baymont Inn and Suites, Days Inn, Howard Johnson, Nights Inn, Mike Hotel, Ramada Inn, Super 8, Travel Lodge, Wyndham, Wyndham Garden Hotels, Hawthorne Suites, and Wingate by Wyndham, none of whom are really that five-star caliber. Maybe the Wyndham. So how did this all go down, and is Marriott actually okay with it? I would not be if they were our client. So who forgot that exclusivity clause? Or could Marriott not take a joke and decline the feature of one of their properties in the skit? Either could be the reason. Or were they simply not asked by the show and it was just a stunt run by Jimmy? Now the Days In brand, which certainly got some shade thrown at it, did prove that it knows how to leverage social media. Its immediate response was to offer all celebrities who didn't win an Oscar a single night's stay at their Lake Havasu location. This is the tweet. We'll do you one better at Jimmy Kimmel. We think you're all winners. So any nominees who don't take home a trophy tonight will get a free night stay at our Lake Havasu Hotel or any Days In location. Jet ski ride on us. Hashtag Oscars. That was smart marketing. On to another partnership discussion. For the third year, Rolex returned to the Oscars to design and host the Green Room. That's the backstage lounge of the Dolby Theater. The theme for 2018 was a hip Swiss Alps chalet, which also included virtual video windows of the Matterhorn. In 2017, Rolex created a commercial spot that ran during the Oscars that was comprised of the brand's greatest product placement moments on feature film screens. It really was a spectacular video recap. Rolex's history with movies goes back decades, and the brand has been part of some of the greatest moments of filmmaking in that time. The Swiss chalet was set up to look like a contemporary mountain chalet, complete with a library showcasing the brand's cameo roles in those movies I was just mentioning. And at the opening of the Oscars 2018, Rolex ran a branded content piece on the art of storytelling. They came out with this statement. Rolex supports those who achieve the highest level in their field, be it in sport or in cinema and the arts. Catherine Bigelow, James Cameron, Alejandro Giannaritu, 
and Martin Scorsese are masters of their craft, whose films stand the test of time, discover more, and they provided their sight. Other brands that won were more of the sugar kind. It's not the first time candy has been featured at the Oscars. In the past, in fact, candy parachuted down from the rafters in 2017, again part of Jimmy Kimmel's skit, giving Oscar attendees a little snack break. This year was no different when Kimmel passed out lunchboxes filled with gummy bears, potato chips, Listerine strips, and kind granola bars during the show. Inside the box, a note read, It would not be right to make you sit through this without snacks. Please don't throw them at me. The Oscars also made a donation to the L.A. Regional Food Bank for each box. And this year, Haribo gummy bears, red vines, junior mints, and Sour Patch Kids all got on-air screen time, and some verbal mention love by Jimmy Kimmel when they went to the movie theater next door, celebrities with candy in hand, to share the treats with the planted audience. Now, on to a more non-traditional type of product placement. It certainly wasn't typical. But come on, the plug for a wrinkle in time must have had the producers in Disney just screaming in happiness from the front of TV screens everywhere. And of course it was planned. Disney does own ABC, which is where the Oscars is telecast. So they probably had just a little something something to do with the reason that movie was chosen as the backbone to the skit Jimmy Kimmel pulled with his audiences next door. It makes perfect sense. And then there's the stage. This year, Swarovski continued its multi-year partnership with the Academy and helped the set decorators create a brilliant display for the 90th anniversary. In fact, it was so brilliant that it required 45 million Swarovski crystals to be embedded in the outer stage edging. The Oscars did not pay for the Swarovski crystals. Swarovski crystals did not pay for the exposure. It was all on simple trade and loan. On the show, Jimmy Kimmel said, For all of those who say we're all a bunch of out-of-touch Hollywood elites, I'll let you know. Each of the 45 million Swarovski crystals on stage tonight represents humility. Little tongue-in-cheek, but Swarovski got their verbal plug. So, without including the jewelry and fashion brands that adorned the red carpet or the dozens of brand sponsors who participated in the Oscars after parties, these are the brands that stood out on Oscars night and who likely did not pay a fee. Which is the backbone to traditional product placement. I know I talk about it often. The practice started on simple loan of goods and trade, no fees. And if you are ready to learn more about product placement, make sure you check out our ebook, Product Placement and Promotions Guide, which provides a solid background to everything you need to know about the practice. And make sure you stop by hollywoodbranded.com to look at our library, which has infographics, white papers, ebooks, and videos, or our blog, blog.hollywoodbranded.com, which has hundreds of helpful hints on how to make brand, influencer, and entertainment content partnerships a success from the get-go. That's it for this episode. I hope it was helpful. And please let me know if you have any feedback. I'll see you next week. And as always, if you need a little or a lot of help, my agency, Hollywood Branded, is here to lend a hand. If you'd leave a review or any questions I can address in the future, I'd really appreciate it, as your feedback helps me know my advice is valuable and interesting to you. Are you ready to make the magic of product placement, celebrity event activations, or influencer partnerships help your sales? Visit HollywoodBranded.com to gain access to free content to learn which key tactics best fit your brand. You'll find surveys, webinars, daily blogs, ebooks, and guides, all created to make sure you have access to the best possible marketing practices. Don't forget to join Stacy Jones for our next podcast conversation about marketing mistakes and how to avoid them. Let's make that entertainment marketing magic happen for you.